Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier, and you can find us on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. Every episode posted on uh, Locked On Cowboys. Check it out. Send us your tweets, any questions that you guys have at Locked On Cowboys. That's where you can find us. Today, we are recording on a Tuesday afternoon. Cowboys have their first preseason, first, I don't want to say real preseason game, but it's kind of what it is. They play week one of the preseason against the Rams in LA. Uh, it's kind of, it's going to be nice because uh, last year at this time, the Cowboys played their first preseason game against the Rams. And we all remember that as the game that Lucky Whitehead returned to kick off for a touchdown, right? No, that's the game that Dak Prescott basically became a star in the NFL, went 10 of 12 for like 180 yards, two touchdowns, marched the ball up and down the field. And that's kind of the first time that we thought that the Cowboys might have stolen a quarterback in the fourth round. I'm not expecting that to happen or somebody to break out like that, like we saw last year, but it's going to be an exciting game. And if you're a football fan, this is going to be a great week. Uh, Wednesday, we have football. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Five straight days of preseason football. If you are itching to get back in the game and, you know, just study a bunch of these players that we watched, you know, through the draft process and some of these younger guys, football is officially back, even if it's kind of fake football. Today on the show, kind of got off track a little bit, but today on the show, we're going to be talking about some more of my observations from last Thursday night. Uh, Today, we're going to be reviewing my defensive notes. So what happens is when I watch a game live, I jot down or I'll write in my phone some little thoughts and then I'll go back and uh, rewrite notes. I'll look at certain players. I'll chart certain snaps, that kind of stuff. So these are this is my notes after watching the game for a third and fourth time. Uh, the very first thing I want to say is kind of disclaimer regarding this entire defensive uh, breakdown is that... <laughs> Arizona was holding on nearly every single play. Uh, the refs called a lot of penalties in the game. I think there was 20 accepted penalties. But uh, this game would have lasted forever if they would have called every single holding call. So it's kind of hard to judge some of these guys. I mean, there there was a snap where Demontre Moore came flying off the edge and the tackle just grabbed him and threw him on the ground. Should have been an easy holding call. They didn't call it. They just didn't want the game to last forever. So some of these guys, you know, for Demontre Moore and Taco Charlton, they got held quite a bit. So don't overreact to one game because Taco didn't get a sack or didn't record a pressure. A lot of that just happened to do with, you know, hey, it's the first game of the pre- or the year. We've got refs that are working to get back into, you know, NFL action. 
again, with all of these observations I'm about to share with you, don't overreact to one single thing. It's just one game. Let's start off with Taco. Uh, I thought he was a lot better than what the reaction was after the game. Uh, I know Rod Marinelli said he wasn't good enough, but I think that's just Rod Marinelli's way of coaching of, hey, you're you're always not going to be good enough. You're going to... You know, we're, I'm going to push you to the, your very limits to make sure that you're never comfortable. I thought Taco was one of the two or three best defensive players on the team in the first couple of drives. You can see that his length is going to be a problem for offensive tackles in the run game. He's got a lot of power in his hands. He can throw guys away. There was one snap. I believe it was the third snap of the game. He got on an offensive tackle, threw the tackle to the side, and just missed making the tackle on the running back. The running back got tackled for maybe a yard. But that strength of being able to move guys effortlessly is why the Cowboys really drafted him. They they believe in time he's going to develop as a pass rusher. But in the, in the meantime and in the present, he's going to be a very effective run player that can use his length to disrupt pockets. Okay. Some of his pass rush snaps, I saw one where he went out wide and the running back chipped him and he did the correct thing and spin back. he spun back inside towards the quarterback. Didn't get a pressure on the quarterback, but it was the correct move. Uh, for that spin move, he uses it far too often. It's really his only, I was going to say counter move, but it's really his only primary rushing move right now is to try to beat tackles back inside with the spin move. And that's just not going to happen in the NFL against good tacklers. You're just not going to be able to beat guys with spin moves, spin moves that consistently, especially at that height. Um, I, I thought he played pretty well. You can see the goal for the Cowboys is I think they want to play a couple packages with David Irving and Taco Charlton as their ends because that gives them a lot of length, especially on first and second downs. And this is kind of what I was talking about during the draft is the Cowboys want to have length and size on the outside, especially against teams like the Giants, where Eli is taking three-step drops and getting rid of that ball quickly. You almost don't have enough time to get to the quarterback. So the best strategy is get some length, try to get in the passing lanes, and knock down passes that way. I know that's that's not a great reason to draft a, that player you know, in the first round, but I just think his versatility is going to be... Uh, a big reason why he's successful in Dallas. Saw him drop back in coverage. He looked a little clunky doing it. But it wasn't all bad for Taco. I know that there's people out there. Here's the deal. The people that did not like Taco Charlton pre-draft are not going to like him in the preseason. Anything that he does wrong or doesn't do right, they're going to criticize it. And you can see this on Twitter, and I'm not calling out people, and I'm not going to say names. But you can see the ones that just did not like the taco pick and the people that wanted T.J. Watt or somebody else with that selection. you got to remember that the Cowboys have a goal of how they want to play defense. They want to be able to stop the run first, and then they're going to try to get to the quarterback on third downs with you know their clog and cover. That's kind of the way they want to play defense. They don't want you gashing them on the ground. They want you to get in third and seven, third and eights, and they're going to try to make plays on third down. Oh, I talked too much about Taco, but was not as bad as what the media wants you to, to believe it was. 
The next one I want to talk about was a guy that I actually thought played really well, and that's Demontre Moore. And Moore's a guy that we've talked about a lot on this podcast, but <laughs> the difference in Taco's, Taco's explosion, Demontre Moore's explosion is ridiculous. Demontre Moore is that guy that, and as soon as the snap goes, he's he's ready. And he's firing off the ball. He was, I mean, he was close to the quarterback a couple of times. I don't believe he recorded a, a official pressure, um, but you can see that Demontre Moore, he's got the juice the Cowboys want for a pass rusher. He he's going to be a problem in the running game in the sense that if you run at him, you're going to be able to have success. But as a chase down defender. Actually, not too bad. He had a really nice tackle uh, on the first drive of the game where he was left on block, came down, crashed on the running back, made the tackle. That's where he's going to have to help out in the running game. Next one, Charles Tapper. Man, that explosion is easy to see. It jumps off the screen. Very, very raw as a pass rusher, but you can see that there's a lot to work with with this player. Uh, I, I'm excited because you can tell that there's just not a lot of a refineness in his game, but his overall athleticism may be too much to keep off the field. He's just too good of an athlete to not figure it out. Um, he missed practice on Monday with some stiffness in his hip and leg. Let's hope it's not serious. It doesn't sound like it is because that's a guy that I really want to see uh, against the Rams. He needs as many practice reps as possible. Because I think the Cowboys are going to not only play him in the regular season, but they're going to rely on him to get pressure. Uh, the next one is Neil, the defensive tackle. I, mean, I, I actually don't even remember his first name, but thought he was pretty good. He actually got a few reps with the first uh, team in Monday's practice. He was playing a little bit of under tackle. I think he's got a little bit of a chance to make a spot in this defensive line just because I thought he had better explosion than I anticipated. He kind of jumped off the screen for me. Um, we'll go through these next couple real quick. Jordan Carroll, uh, pretty quick for a bigger player. Again, he's probably more of an under tackle or a you know a strong side defense end in the way of Tyron Crawford. He's got to learn how to play with a little bit more power. He gets moved off the ball pretty easily, but this is a guy that if you could stash on the practice squad for a year, you know, maybe this is a player that could be the team's backup under tackle in 2018 or 2019. I actually was impressed with Carroll. Rod Marinelli loves his versatility. I thought that this was a guy that has a chance to make it in this league. The other defensive tackle that the Cowboys drafted in the 2017 draft was Joey Ivey. He had a couple penalties, kind of struggled in the beginning, but you can see that his effort and his power is going to get him a job in the NFL. I mean, he's he's a very talented player, but a limited player. Um, I think he's a guy that could potentially be a backup one second technique in the NFL. He's your new Nick Hayden. Uh, nothing spectacular, but a useful player in a rotation. Let's pause for a second to tell you about our friends at Sesney. Buying and selling a home can be stressful. That is until you meet the Sesney Premier Realty Group. The professional and experienced real estate agents of the Sesney Premier Realty Group provide service that is second to none. Focused on building personal relationships with their clients, 
Cessney Premier Realty Group Realtors seek to understand their clients' needs and wants to ensure that those needs and wants are met every time and will strive to provide a hassle-free buying and selling experience as they assist their clients with all of their real estate needs. No matter the situation, they're here to help. If you or someone you know is buying, selling, or relocating, if you are struggling with the possibility of a short sale or foreclosure, the Cessna Premier Realty Group knows that you deserve the best and will make sure that you get the best. If you currently need or think you will have a real estate need in the future, contact the Cessna Premier Realty Group directly at 469-672-6987. That's 469-672-6987. You can also visit their website at www.yourdfwhomesolution.com. That's yourdfwhomesolution.com. Com. All right, let's jump back into some of these defensive notes I have. All right, let's start with Joseph Jones, a linebacker that I didn't know much about coming into preseason game, but he made several tackles throughout the game. He was in with the third unit, not very big, kind of a run-and-chase linebacker. Between him and Lucas Waka, I thought Joseph Jones was the best linebacker between the two. I'm going to be interested to see if this is a guy that can continue playing at this type of level because what I saw at the in the second half of that game was a guy that absolutely deserves to be on an NFL roster. Let's move on to the secondary a little bit. I, I don't have too many notes about the linebackers. Damian Wilson was awful. Uh, when Sean Lee and Anthony Hitchens aren't in the game, you can see that their linebackers get exposed. Blaine Gabbert was allowed to pick apart the middle of the defense just because those guys don't get a lot of depth in their drops. And that's kind of the problem I've talked about with Damian Wilson a lot is while a lot of people were expecting him to maybe be the team's middle linebacker, he's just not as good in coverage as Anthony Hitchens. He just doesn't have the ability to flip his hips and get deep into the cover two drops. And that causes the quarterback to have basically wide open lanes in the middle of the field to throw the ball. I was impressed with him. He looked he looked bad. Kyle Wilbur was okay. Um, linebacker unit in, unit in general just wasn't very good. Let's move on to the secondary. Xavier Woods, a guy that a lot of people like pre-draft, including me. Uh, he has a lot of speed and a lot of explosiveness, and you can see that. But he did not record a tackle. Didn't really make very many plays. Looks like a very small player out there. I, I wasn't anticipating him looking that small compared to NFL talent. I mean, I knew that he was a small player in college, but you can see that he's a very small player. I don't think he's going to be able to play that linebacker money role um, that a lot of people think he may be able to play. He's going to probably have to be a free safety in the NFL. Awuzie, Chidobi Awuzie, he looked good. Uh, I know that there's some people that were criticizing him for dropping that interception, but if he were to... If he would have picked off that pass and returned it to the house like he probably would have, that's all we would have been talking about this week is how the Cowboys stole another corner uh, in the draft. But uh, you can see that this guy is going to be around the ball. He's a playmaker. Uh, he looks like he's a safety. Wouldn't be shocked if that's where he ends up playing because that he's just always around the ball. Uh, he's going to be better against some bigger receivers. 
because he can use his length. But I was very impressed with Awuzie. I'm, I'm excited to see Jordan Lewis in preseason. I don't think he's going to play against the Rams. It'll probably be in the second week of the preseason that we'll see Jordan Lewis. But from all the things we've seen in camp so far and in the preseason, looks like the Cowboys made the right choice here with Shadobi Awuzie. Uh, Kavon Frazier, you keep him near the line of scrimmage, he's really good. And that way he kind of reminds me of Barry Church. Is as long as you keep him close to the line of scrimmage and close to the ball, he's going to look very good. Uh, you're not going to see him a lot in coverage. He's just not a guy that's going to match up well against tight ends and running backs. He's your traditional in-the-box safety. Made a couple nice plays uh, against the run. You can see his power. He's not afraid to come in and mix it up. To me, uh, Frazier is your typical third safety in the roster that plays on every special teams unit, can play in the box, doesn't do well in coverage, but he's a reliable player. Byron Jones, not sure why he's in the game. He, he was by far the best player in the Cowboys' defense. I'm impressed with how well he plays the run. and that's, I've always kind of been impressed with that, but his instincts and his tenacity and uh, physicality always shows up in the run game. You're going to see a much better player in Byron Jones this year. Might not have those interception totals that you want out of a premier safety, but always really solid against the run and versatile in the pass game. Uh, next one, Jeff Heath. I thought he was great. Uh, maybe one of the top three or four players in the game. His ability to come down like Byron Jones in the box and make tackles is phenomenal. We know that he's got instincts. We know that he can play as a deep safety. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to play really well this year. Between him and Byron Jones, they've got a lot of versatility. They can flip spots. Uh, a lot of athleticism between the two. I thought both of them played very well. And the last one I want to talk about is Marquez White. If you didn't hear about him in the game, that's good news. He had one pass. Uh, they threw the ball down the sideline, and the ball went out of bounds, and he was in good position. He's going to be a guy that I kind of – I'm going to be interested in the next couple games because he hasn't been beaten very often in training camp. He didn't get beat in the Cardinals game. Can he continue that? I think long-term – White is a guy that you match up as your second corner, and he can be a Brandon Carr type. You're not going to put a ton on his plate, but if you match him up against uh, you know, number two receivers and give him some safety help, he's going to be okay. He's never going to be a slot corner. He's never going to be a guy that you want covering you know, your Julian Edelmans and your Antonio Browns and maybe your Golden Tates, those quicker guys that play on the outside. But I think he can match up well against some size. I, I would like to see him on the practice squad for the next year. Maybe let him take Nolan Carroll's spot next year. But if he continues playing as well as he did in the first preseason game and through the training camp that we've seen so far, he's going to be on somebody's roster because he's just that talented. That's it for today's show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review if you so choose. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LockedOnCowboys. We'll see you back here tomorrow, starting our preview for the Rams game. I have eight things you need to watch and get ready for for that game. Make sure you send in your questions using the hashtag LockedOnCowboys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow.
Is Democracy in Danger or Decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.